a high short kick that is going to come up and bounce at the 20. Rutgers has a chance to recover it, and they do! What a play by the Scarlet Knights! Get it to Harper with three, with two, with one. Harper for the win! Got it! Down and 10 at the 21. Wimson hands it off. It's Benunga getting to the corner left. 20, 15, catching to 10. Benunga down near the goal line. He is in! Touchdown, Rutgers! Now with six. Baker making his move with five. Step back three for the lead. All right, uh, Sarah Brightman, Scarlet Faithful, coming to you on Sunday. Uh, I don't know, 45 minutes after the game, Rutgers losing by 23 points on the road at Illinois, 86 to 63. Have a lot of thoughts about this. Um, slow start really hurt him. Uh, fell behind pretty quickly. We're in double digits right off the bat. Uh, really low shooting percentage to start the game. Mr. Threes. Overall in the game, you know, I think the story wasn't um, inside the arc. For both teams, uh, Rutgers uh, kind of fell for the trap. You know, uh, took a lot of contested two-point shots, long twos, uh, rushed things a little bit. I think they, they lacked discipline um, for stretches in the first half. And then after they got it really close in the second half, again, they pressed uh, in terms of, you know, just um, – I don't want to use the word panic, but they got frustrated. You know, they started to fall behind and they just uh, forced things. And Illinois' size and athleticism was a huge problem today and uh, really got the best of Rutgers and they were unable to keep up. I thought that, um, you know, I mean, Illinois shot 26 of 36 from two. That's insane. Uh, what is that? Uh, yeah, they shot. Uh, that was a big problem. Uh, 72% from two. Rutgers, 41.8% uh, from two, 23.55 is actually a little bit better than their season average in Big Ten play. Um, but, uh, you know, just 3 of 14 from three. They did hold Illinois to just 6 of 27 from three, which is really good uh, in terms of limiting them from behind the arc. Uh, but, you know, all sorts of problems defensively in this game. One of their, um, you know, just statistically, efficiency-wise, worst defensive outputs of the season. Things I did like uh, just in terms of, uh, well, let's go back to the rebounding. Rebounding was a huge issue in this game. Illinois plus 14, specifically on the offensive glass. They abused Rutgers uh, in this game. They uh, had a 16 to 5 edge in second chance points. Um, and that was off of an offensive rebounding advantage of just 13 to 10. But Rutgers, 10 offensive rebounds, just five second chance points. Uh, that was a big advantage for Illinois. They were plus 14 overall on the boards. They were plus 18 points in the paint, 50 to 32. They were 20 to 8 advantage in fast break points. Rutgers just eight assists on 26 makes. Uh, Illinois did a good job of moving the basketball against the Rutgers defense as the way to attack Rutgers on the defensive end. And uh, Rutgers wasn't able to do the same uh, in, in their half court. Uh, did get a spark. From the bench today, bench played much better. Noah Fernandes, in particular, really sparked Rutgers in the second half. I mean, this team did not give up. They showed a lot of fight uh, to be down 15 points early in the second half. They cut it all the way down to four. Noah Fernandes really uh, gave them a lift off the bench, made some shots, uh, was disruptive. Uh, you know, and Michael Davis with him as well. The speed of both of those guys gave Illinois a little bit of problems. 
Um, you know, there was even a just in the I just like Noah's mentality today. Even in the first half, you know, he fought for a box out and uh against I forget who it was, it was someone much bigger than him, and he got the rebound. Uh, you know, Davis started a fast break in the first half where he dove and saved the ball out of bounds. Um, you know, they were they were making hustle plays. They weren't making more as a team, they didn't make more hustle plays in Illinois, and that's a problem. Uh, but I thought that uh both of those guards outplayed um Derek and Austin quite a bit in this game uh, and Rutgers got to live from them. And if you remember when Rutgers cut it to four and five points, Noah was uh, in the game. And as soon as he got that fourth foul and Pike had to take him out, that's when an Illinois run started and Rutgers kind of fell apart. Uh, obviously they got worn down uh, and, and Illinois just kind of abused them inside uh, both in, in attacking the rim and on the glass and it fell apart. And this is another, you know, blowout loss on the road. Obviously disappointing. Um, you know, it, it was it was a weird environment with the whole Taryn Shannon drama. And, you know, just to touch on that, I, I got a lot of comments this weekend about, you know, just because Taryn Shannon got the, the, the restraining order against Illinois and, you know, was, uh, was reinstated. Uh, the NCAA has to act uh, on Jeremiah Williams. Well, one has absolutely nothing to do with the other. I mean, life isn't fair. And, and, and there's two governing bodies. And the whole Terrence Shannon mess, whatever, whatever comes from that, uh, it's in the hands of the courts. And there's certain, you know, rulings and, and, and processes that go through the court system that have nothing to do with the NCAA, which has no, no structure, no, uh, no transparency, nothing. Uh, they ruled what on the, on the Miami tight end for football that he gets his ninth year after four years of injury. You know, he doesn't even play until next fall. Um, I know Steve Peichel has talked about being hopeful that they're going to hear on Jeremiah Williams soon. I'm not that hopeful at this point. I'm uh, hoping he knows more, uh, which of course he probably does. But the curious part is that, you know, Jeremiah Williams, uh, if the gambling situation, the gambling probe, which he admitted to, and, you know, he, he, he gambled on, for those that aren't familiar, he gambled online a couple thousand bucks, which you can't do. You can't gamble on, on college sports. He, uh, he ultimately admitted to it. He was charged. Um, but uh, it basically comes down to a half uh, a half a year uh, or a full year, meaning one semester, two semesters. So the reason I'm concerned is that, you know, yes, the NCAA can rule any day. And who would put it past him to rule three weeks from now? But the second semester started. This is the first week of the second semester that we haven't heard boo from the NCAA. So that concerns me. Um that, you know, they haven't made a ruling yet. Are they really in any rush to do so? Uh, it just seems uh, kind of sketchy on that end. And, you know, the whole Terrence Shannon stuff, I mean, it's, uh, you know, it, it, it's um, it's hard to, to speak intelligently on the entire situation without knowing. Um, but obviously charges are charges. But at the same time, you know, Rutgers kind of walked into a hornet's nest tonight. I mean, the, the game that they, the team that they played tonight is not the team that Maryland played a week ago uh, on a sleepy Sunday uh, without Shannon. So it was, uh, it was a tall task going in. They were, you know, double digit underdogs. And, um, you know, it seems like Illinois did get an emotional lift from Shannon returning, like it or not, right or wrong. It's really uh, not uh what is uh, anything to do with what's on the court, you know, and uh, in terms of things being fair and, you know, it, it, yeah, it stinks the timing of it and all that, but uh, you know, you have to deal with a hand that you're dealt. And um, unfortunately Rutgers was handed a tough, uh, tough hand. And um, 
the end of the day, they did they didn't overcome it. And uh again, I like the fight of this team, especially in the second half, especially with the bench, the way they played. Cliff, Cliff was very good offense. It's so ironic. I mean, he was so good offensively in this game. Uh, that's the cliff we've been waiting for. That's the cliff. I was thinking about this uh this week, just in terms of how he played against uh, Joel Soriano of St. John's in that scrimmage in October. I mean, everyone I spoke to that was there, uh, several media members. I mean, everyone to, to a man said that Cliff outplayed Soriano in that game. I had Zach Brazilier on, on the podcast. He, he talked about how good Cliff was. Um, and we haven't seen that, not even on a consistent basis, almost not at all in terms of his offense. Um, he's had some moments. He played really well against Nebraska on Tuesday. So this was certainly a positive development to see him play so well on the offensive end. He was 10 of 19 from the floor. He had, was it 20, 22 points? It's crazy. I mean, he had 22 points and, Ruck, and Rutgers got outscored by 18 in the paint. And defensively, to be honest, you know, he wasn't as good of a rim protector as they needed. He only had one block as a team. They only had three blocks, um, you know, and he did have nine rebounds. Uh, let's see. But as a team, they did not rebound well enough. Hyatt had five. Simpson had three. Davis had three. Palmquist had three. Uh, but Rutgers did not have a good enough uh, rebounding effort. They were better from the foul line, 8 of 11, but did not get to the line nearly enough. Illinois, 16 of 27 from the line. I mean, they missed They shot just 59% from the foul line and still won by 23. That's very frustrating. Uh, Rutgers did not get to the foul line nearly enough. Um, and then in terms of turnovers, you know, both teams turned it over about the same, 14 for Rutgers, 13 for Illinois. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, and Illinois had a 2015 edge points out turnovers. You know, the fast break, Rutgers couldn't get any easy baskets tonight. Uh, in terms of layups, they did not, uh, you know, finish particularly well. Once again, uh, they were uh, 6 of 15 on layups, 4 of 4 dunks, so 10 of 19 total inside. Not good enough. And, um, you know, overall, I thought that, uh, let's see. Um, yeah, I thought the size and athleticism of Illinois was a problem. Uh, when Noah got in that foul trouble, it fell apart as a team. That fifth foul, I mean, when Shannon ran him over, that was that was a tough break also. Um, I think the key now is can this team stay in it emotionally and mentally? That's the key for Pykele. They have a week off now. Uh, you have Purdue coming in. We know the history of Purdue. Uh, anything can happen against them. Can they come out and play a really good game at the rack? Uh, the Ring of Honor is going to be inducted uh, first ever uh, on next Sunday. Uh, that's Eddie Jordan. Um, and um, Eddie Jordan, Hollis Copeland, uh, and Mike Dabney. Uh, in addition to uh, Phil Sellers, who's already, uh, and James Bailey, who are already have numbers retired. So it's great to get the starting five, the, the 1976 Final Four team, honored in some way, official way, permanent way. Uh, so potential for an emotional lift in that game because of that, the crowd's going to be extra juiced. Um, and, uh, you know, the guard play, right? I mean, the drop coverage of Illinois hurt Rutgers today, but you saw Noah kind of take advantage of it. Uh, Simpson could not. They're going to have to learn from that. I think this could help them in that game next Sunday. Um, and then no matter what happens in that game, all of a sudden, things open up. And I'm not, listen, I, and Rutgers is tied with Michigan for last place right now at 2-5 and five in the Big Ten. Um, but if this team can just stick together and keep improving, if Cliff can keep getting better, you know, if Noah can give them some more consistent production like he did today, if the backcourt in general can just be better, 
Um, if they can, you know, protect their home court, they're going to have to win something on the road here. They still don't have any bad losses. Um, and I'm not even talking from a tournament perspective. I'm just talking from, from a team morale standpoint, from, you know, uh, just what we hope of this team, the soul of this team, uh, the fan base's expectations. Like if this team can just stick together, they have a chance to build some real momentum here in early February, uh, rattling off, uh, you know, some kind of, um, streak of significance i really think that is possible and they just have to stick together and this was a game where you know i i listen they lost by 23 there's some obvious deficiencies that Rutgers, you know and, and shooting is a problem i mean if you can't make twos you can't make threes you're not going to be competitive and uh they fell apart at the end because of it um and it's been a continuing problem all season um and i think that you know in terms of this team's mentality, they have to they have to just keep fighting. They have to keep fighting the way they kept fighting against Nebraska. They're not going to beat an elite team. They don't have the talent, size, or athleticism to beat an elite team right now. Now, Purdue is one of those kind of matchup things where Rutgers, you know, tends to match up well against them. I mean, Cliff, obviously, against Edie, one of the few bigs in the league that can actually stand up against them, um, you know. The Rutgers, the bigger guards of Rutgers have been a problem in the past for Purdue. They obviously don't have that right now. So how the Rutgers guards hold up against Braden Smith and, and Fletcher Lawyer, that will be a very interesting storyline for sure. Um, but, you know, this team's going to have confidence going into that game. And you never know what's going to happen. And, you know, if they can get a flyer like that and and and, and pick up a signature win, you never know what can happen that with, with the schedule that's coming. Um you know, you, you go on the road, Michigan and Maryland, but those are two teams that are, you know, have plenty of deficiencies on their own. And um, this team just has to stay mentally tough. They have to be intense and physically tough on the court. They have to be much more connected defensively than they were in this loss to Illinois. But they have a chance. They have a chance to turn things around and have a relatively good season. I really believe it. I, I, I still you, you counted this as a loss, right? Count Purdue as a loss, just saying that the percentages, right? You're two and six. You're two and six, but you still have a lot of winnable games on the schedule. And this front eight games is much harder than that back 12. So can they get double-digit Big Ten wins for a fifth straight year? One of only four Big Ten teams to do it four years in a row? We'll see. But I don't think it's dead. I don't think the book is closed on that. Tonight, you know, I, I actually thought there were moments where you, you – reasons to be optimistic i know it fell apart at the end um and you know they lost discipline at the end offensively um and they got frustrated and that can't happen and they need they need leadership on the court to keep them connected you know simpson did a tremendous job of that against nebraska fernandes was doing a good job of that tonight and then he he got in foul trouble and kind of went to the wind a little bit so steve peichel has a big job in his hands he's got to keep this team uh you know together and if he does, I still think they can make some noise. Uh, and uh, we'll see what happens here. Uh, I know I rambled a little bit. Um, and I, I don't know if I made all my points. Again, it's a rapid reaction. I didn't touch on every single thing. I'll have plenty this week to catch up on. But um, overall, disappointing result. Uh, some things to be encouraged about. But at the end of the day, uh, Rutgers was just completely overmatched by Illinois about their, their talent um, as well as, as their athleticism and size. And the environment, you know, they never won in Illinois. And, um, you know, the way the crowd was tonight, it was a pretty tall task for them to do that. Uh, but, uh, again, love the fight of them getting back in it, down to four. 
and uh, just could not sustain that type of run. And uh, you have to, you know, cure the poor starts, especially on the road. Um, but they're just starting out games shooting so poorly. Uh, it's it's a real problem and something they got to get fixed. So thanks for listening and watching here at the Scarlet Faithful Podcast once again.